Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. And we hope we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, are you the kind of girl who doesn't like having sex while you're on your period? Even though your partner says, hey, it's all cool, it's okay, it's cool, it doesn't matter to them. Or is it about the mess or the cleanup afterwards? We've all been there, right? Or maybe it's because of that lingering shame surrounding menstruation and the curse. On today's show, we're going to find out how to include period positivity in your daily life by normalizing the conversation surrounding your menstrual flow. We definitely are. I might have to just sit back in this show and let Carol and <laughs> Becky talk all about it. But first, before we get into the show and introduce Becky, we're going to take a moment to introduce our top waterproof blanket, which uh, used to be called the Throws of Passion Waterproof Blanket, which our guest today just wrote an amazing article about. But we're going to talk about our blanket because nobody wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak proof and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets, even if you're a huge squirter like Carol is or someone like Becky who used it when she was on her period. Our top waterproof blanket <laughs> Our top waterproof blanket will protect any play space from messy massage oil, silicone lubes, or any other sexy wetness. You just throw it down and get it on. And it's the and the best thing is the easy cleanup. And when you're done, you just have to throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. Now available in two sizes and three color combinations. You can order yours from Amazon today. Just search top waterproof blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does our show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle, and we are Carol and David, and are so excited to welcome today's special guest. Becky Yee is a photographer, journalist, marathon runner, martial artist, and overall energetic person with a passion for sharing experiences with the world. Her camera is her key to opening up the world. It allows her to travel on commercial and editorial assignments, and Becky loves to connect people, places, and experiences through through her photos and imagery, and of course her words. Wow, this is going to be an amazing show, and Becky just got back from Saudi Arabia. She's sitting in New York. Becky Yee, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about your product. I think it's really fantastic. Now, before we start talking about the article that you did write on period positivity, just tell us a little bit about your work as a writer and how you incorporate your photographic skills into your assignments, creating informative pieces of art. I mean, mostly I'm a photographer. Um, just by how the market has moved, I started doing a lot of writing. So I have to write the articles that, to go along with my photos. But I really pretty much write in order to go along with my kind of photographic vision. Mm-hmm. So for this recent article on period positivity, I had this idea of turning 
women into these tribal women of blood sisters. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, I used like fake period blood, you'd fake blood from, you know, the Halloween shops and everything. And I put them on their face and on their body, like tribal markings, like this blood that we share every month. I mean, every single woman around the world, you know, few days every month for most of their life are bleeding. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And people stigmatize it and they make them ashamed. And um, so much happens around the period that is uh, meant to make women feel negative about their bodies. And I'd really like to destigmatize that. And I did it visually um, and also showed the period positive products like period underwear and um, the top blanket. Um, so that's. No, and and the you know, uh, and the photos that you created, this vision that you had in your head, and then of course you went into the studio with some beautiful models, and you you made them look like tribal queens, which is really awesome. Um, but it's so stunning the work that you did just to bring it to life and make us look at period blood in a different way. Yeah, I think a lot of the artwork that I do, I try to take a subject that I care about and I'd like to help drive the narrative to have people talk about it in a way that I think is is more positive. So I try to make something that is maybe difficult to look at, like period blood, and make it easier to look at yeah, because- by doing things like making it tribal markings on their face. And calling it blood sisters and like I don't know if you saw some of the pictures I've got the girls are like fist bumping but there's like blood in between their fists yeah yeah because this is a thing that they kind of share and it's not disgusting you know it's natural obviously it's natural and like you said every single woman does it between the age of whatever uh 12 and you know 55 or 12 and menopause (laughs) yeah 12 (laughs) and whenever that ends (laughs) but yeah that's a long portion of our lives that we actually have to do this once a month so yeah and it doesn't last five minutes it's a good you know five days of bleeding and it's, it's true it can unite us rather than divide us so it's a it's a very positive way of putting it and looking at blood in a different way but we when we um, when you had your period, you don't anymore because you've gone through menopause, but when you were on your period, we fucked during that time and you always said that you were hornier when you had your period than not. Yeah, and a lot of women are and of course everyone's a little bit different but it depends on how you view blood like, uh, you know, m- maybe it's not a positive way if you if you view it because of the stigma that surrounds bleeding um, once a month, then uh, yeah, some women just want to avoid having sex that time but, of the month. But how did you feel like in terms of being hornier? Was your clit more erect? Was your um, labia more aroused? I, I don't know exactly. It's a long time ago, but I'm thinking that I just wanted sex more <laughs> at that time of the month. It worked for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think definitely like the day before women get their period, they definitely get like hornier. Like yeah. they just just get like real like I want to have sex yeah. like and I was working out with one of my gym buddies and he was saying that he never has sex with his girlfriend when they have their period I was like what right are you kidding me that's like the best time of the month because I think women are more sensitive down there and it just feels a little better and um it gets a little messy like that is usually why you don't want to have period sex because it really does look like like your bedroom looks like the aftermath of a murder scene <laughs> I love that line like, like you, you touched yourself and then you touched the pillow and then now your pillow's got blood on it like it gets everywhere like I literally before I I 
search on the internet for something better than this scratchy, crappy towel with holes in it. Like the towel that you would never actually like use to dry your body off. Like that, like it's like a rag that's in your, you know, linen closet. That's that's always the towel that people bust out their old scratchy, gross towel with the holes in it. And they put it on the, the, the bed when they have period sex. And I was doing that. And even with that, um, scratchy crappy towel i bled through the towel and into the sheets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the towel's only so big you know so it only covers like where your butt is and like wait a second um i don't think my butt's on the towel can we like move over a little bit more and like you know it's just like it's not sexy basically right, right. you know I, I think period sex is great i really love period sex i really want to destigmatize period sex for both men and for women you know so um having something like the product that you have you call it top now not throws a passion yeah, yes. well it's the same thing throws a passion it's an top ac- is just an acronym, the, the acronym for, it. for it yes exactly like top, top yeah. blanket now yeah top, top waterproof okay. blanket mm-hmm. yeah top waterproof blanket okay so your top waterproof blanket was the only thing that I was able to find on the internet. You're it pretty much. And I thought that was great. And I was like, and then when you sent it to me and I tried it out and I really took it for like a spin, like I was (laughs) blood everywhere on one of my heavy period days. And I thought it was fantastic. I even liked having two of them because I get cold when in, in the, like, I'm just like a, I get cold easily. So even one time I had the, um, something down on the bed, but then if I was on top, I still got like blood on the top sheet and on the blanket. Right. So I actually used both of your, both blankets. I put one on the ground, I mean, one on the ground, one on the bed and then on top of me. And then I felt so sure, like I didn't feel I'm going to make, a mess. The sheets like a murder scene. <laughs> so you contained yourself and the the mess within the two blankets, one on the bottom, no, no, one no, on the top. No, she contained the blood. <laughs> yes. Obviously, she didn't contain the <laughs> orgasm and the sex she had. <laughs> no, she let all that out. That's great. No, that's really fun yeah. to even think about it like that, where you can have one on the bottom and one on the top. Because you're yeah, right, yeah, it does so. absolutely get everywhere. It does because also I get cold, so I like want a blanket on top of me too if I'm on top. Right, right. Absolutely. So like I want to like wrap my body. Yes. Well, well. Later on in the show, we're actually going to get into Becky's sex life a little bit, and she's going to tell us all about the sex she had on our blanket. But um, let's just go sideways a little bit and talk a little bit about more more about you and some of the projects you did because you're a very passionate, creative person, and you take like you were saying your your images and you bring them to life with messages. And you did this project that was called Beyond Pink. Why don't you talk about it? Because you want some awards with it. Yeah, um, the Beyond Pink was um, this series of photos I did with this woman that had breast cancer and a double mastectomy. And I actually did that because both my mother on and my aunt on my father's side, so both sides of my family, the women had breast cancer. Wow. And um, when I picked my mother up at the hospital, she was like hunched over and she was so ashamed of her body. Like she didn't feel like she's a woman because she didn't have breasts anymore. And I was like, mom, can you just like, just, just relax. Like we're just happy you're alive. And I didn't want her to be ashamed of her body, even though she had her breasts removed and she was. And I think that's because 
we as women feel like, oh, we're not a woman if we don't have our breasts, you know? And I wanted to destigmatize that again with with the power that I have to make imagery, to make people look at something they don't want to look at mm-hmm. or to address something that they don't want to address. So for this case in Beyond Pink, it went beyond the pink ribbon that you see. This mm-hmm. is what breast cancer really looks like. And instead of it being like, oh, woe is me. I'm so sad. I've got scars. I was like, yeah, motherfucker, this is my fucking body and I fucking love it. And yeah, I think it's sexy as fuck. And here are my scars. So... And that's exactly what the imagery that you posted, that's exactly what you created. And it gave us that feeling that it didn't bother her. She was taking her top off and just showing the world and standing tall and being proud. I thought the the image was amazing. And you won some awards with that image. Yeah, it won an award in the Siena International Photo Awards and the Tokyo International Photo Awards. And I actually got into board Panza and like the top 50 photos from the from SIPA and I think I was like ranked number nine Mm -hmm. and I got like hundreds and hundreds of comments on that image from around the world and it did exactly what I wanted to to do. I wanted to empower women who have had, you know, mastectomies to not be ashamed of their bodies. Like, I love my body. I love, you know, what I have and I'm not going to be ashamed to show it. I'm not going to feel ashamed that I've got two scars that go across my breast and I'm completely flat chested. Mm-hmm. Like this is it. I'm beautiful as I am. And these are like, like badges of honor of what I've gone through. It is. And I'm sexy. Yeah. You know, this that picture is not, who woe is me, pity me photo. It's an empowered photo of a woman that's showing her breasts. And so many people, one thing someone wrote me from Italy, oh my God, it was so touching. She goes, I'm ashamed to say this, but I never knew what breast cancer looked like mm-hmm. until these photos. Mm-hmm. And so I made something that people would normally like advert their eyes and not want to look at, but I made it so beautiful that they want to look at, they want to appreciate it, and they want to educate themselves and learn more about what breast cancer was. So it goes beyond pink and the image of a little pink ribbon. This is breast cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, and I didn't want- it's, it's very cool yeah. what you're saying because Carol and I, you know, we, we've been swingers for 12 years and we live in a world where we're naked a lot. And it's absolutely yeah. incredible seeing um, the survivors of breast cancer in the lifestyle who've gotten their life together and said, I am a woman, I am happy with my body the way it is. And it would be an amazing article for you to do, which is, you know, would be something like breast cancer survivors in the lifestyle or as swingers, because they are super, super amazing women. Yeah, and open and of course, standing on the beach and watching other women walking around with their breasts not there um some people look at look twice and then others just go wow this is cool here she is back on the beach even after going and they through look all be- of that and they look beyond the fact that there's no breasts right. or they're just tattoos they're just great people they're, they're just amazing strong women yep. yeah i think i mean i think that that's fabulous i'd love to do like i'd love to actually do like another photo series where you just have people that have sort of like maybe what we would see as not being sexy, like this woman doesn't have any breath, yet she can still be sexy. Absolutely. You know, in her yes. own way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, even people that are like amputees or things like that, like where people aren't looking like them, like, oh, you poor thing. 
what happened? No, I'm a fucking man. Like, this is me. All right, so I don't have one leg. Or, you know, I'm still sexy. And I can still be, like, a sexually desirable human being, Mm -hmm. even though I have breast cancer, even though I am missing a hand or a leg or or something like that. I'm still sexy, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And that can be destigmatized too, because people like, what is sexy and what attracts you to another person? Sometimes, of course, you have to have physical attraction mm-hmm. to them, but it's also their energy mm-hmm. around them. Yeah, you know? and it so doesn't matter that they're missing a hand, a leg, or a <laughs> breast, or whatever. It's about the person uh, altogether and their whole and their attitude. Of course, sexy is an attitude. Yeah. Uh, it's not really an action. And it's like you said, the energy and the aura around them, that's what makes it sexy. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And you also did another piece called Women in Color, which is looking mm-hmm. beyond the color of their skin. And I found that very interesting because that's a great way of putting it. Um, and so what inspired you for that piece? Well, that was actually inspired by, I looked at my book once, my, my commercial portfolio, and I mostly do fashion and portraiture. And I noticed in my commercial book that my whole book was white girls and super light-skinned Latino girls that are so white that they, they don't even look Latina. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. I'm a Chinese woman. I don't have one woman of color in my book. This is ridiculous. And so I felt like I had a responsibility to try to get more women of color into the media, into photos, into editorials. Like if I have the power to do the casting, I'll say, hey, I want a girl with a little bit more color on her skin. So like we did an article called Next to Naked, Mm -hmm. and it was all about nude colored lingerie that when you wear it, it makes you look naked, Mm -hmm. right? But I said, we only needed one model, but I insisted that we have a darker skinned girl Mm -hmm. and about what looks nude on her skin. Mm -hmm. And the, the editor was like, we only need one model, Becky, and it's going to be too much to get the samples. I was like, no, I insist. <laughs> and so this whole thing about having more women of color in the photos that I take started this dialogue in my head. I was like, what is color? You know, why? And it has to go, it goes beyond the color of your skin. It could be the color of your personality, the color of your bra and underwears, Mm -hmm. the color of your sexual life, whatever color you are, to not be ashamed of it and share it with the world. Um, The color of your personality is pretty much what I really wanted to say. Like, what's your color and don't be afraid to show it. So I wanted to give space and a platform for women to show me who they are. Show me your colors. And in that piece... You showed in that piece. You showed a lot of uh, lingerie um, women again showing their colors, but what they're wearing underneath with a lot of different colored lingerie in that whole piece, which I thought was very nice because it's something that you know we don't usually show our lingerie, and when it's beautiful like the ones that you chose to show in your photos, but it's something that we kind of have our own little secret inside that we know what our color is, and we just loving it. You know, we're just owning it, and we just know it's underneath the clothes, and we just know it's there, and it's our little secret. It's great i love that piece yeah and, and also i love lingerie and I, I like always encourage women to wear colored lingerie mm-hmm. like who cares it's under your clothes mm-hmm. so what if it's 
sago pink or yellow or orange or purple polka dots or like it's fun like when I open up my lingerie drawer and I was like I feel like wearing my pink bra today and I love like matching sets so I always have like matching underwears and bras in like loud bold colors and I think that that's important too women a lot of women are ashamed to show their colors I was like girl let it hang out you know like go for it exactly you know whatever color you are just show it share your colors with the world because you sharing your colors with the world will also give license to other people to show their colors with the world so the more honest you are with who you are they'll feel more comfortable and confident to show who they are and what their colors are and share with the world and it'll make the world a more colorful place absolutely Absolutely. why not colors are happy why not you know I, I love loud bold lingerie it's under your clothes (laughs) the only one that sees it you and your lovers you know maybe the people at your gym yeah 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 for sure we're just going to ask you to hold that thought for a second as we remind everybody that we are Carolyn David and we are talking with Becky Yee, a photographer and writer, as we talk about opening up conversations and highlighting the game-changing items that can help empower women about uh, their bodies, uh, about having menstruation, and about uh, showing uh, who they are underneath. All right. <laughs> this is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn David. We're going to take a little break. We're not going to take a break. We're just going to read a quick commercial. As hot and sexy as Young Swingers Week in March, we can't wait to experience this brand new event for all ages from the same organizers as Young Swingers Week. Join us September 26, October 3rd, 2020 at Hedonism 2 Resort in Jamaica for a full takeover couples only event celebrating our passion for fitness, kink and arm candy with the same top quality entertainment team as Young Swingers Week. This will be an experience that we'll be looking forward to all year long. So just go to our website to find out more about this event and all our other events at thesexylifestyle.com. All right. We are Carolyn David. You know that. We're back. We're talking with Becky Yee. She's an amazing photographer, writer, and she's working on a couple of new projects that are very interesting. And Becky, why don't you take a minute now, because I can't wait to talk to you all about your sex life. That's going to be in Great Sex Matters in a couple of minutes. But tell us about this new assignment that you're working on about challenges uh, for what female athletes look like. Oh, yeah. So Shape of an Athlete is something I'm also really interested in. Um, I was inspired by a post I saw on Facebook of my uncle who um, just ran his first half marathon in San Diego and he was so proud and he was telling everyone about it. And everywhere he went, they were like, really? You're a runner? You don't look like a runner. And he's like, that's an insult. You know, what's a runner supposed to look like? And that started me thinking like, oh, you always think that a runner is this like skinny fit, you know, chiseled person. And runners come in all shapes and sizes and athletes come in all shapes and sizes. So I decided to, I worked with this one really great company. It's called Anita. It's, um, they make sports bras. It's a German company and they specialize in making sports bras for more fuller busted women. And um, one of the models that they use is like a plus model. And I asked her if she would be into doing this project with me. And we have picture, like images of her 
talking about her own experience as an athlete, but she's a, a, a full-figured, curvy girl. And people don't think that she goes and works out at the gym. You know, and she goes, I work out more than most skinny girls. Right. But this, that's just the shape of her body. Mm-hmm. And so I called it shape of an athlete. And we talk about, you know, how her body type and how she wasn't accepted by society as an athlete. And she's like, well, I'm not going to fit the mold of an athlete. I'm going to break the mold of what an athlete should look like. And then we called it shape of an athlete. And I've done two other videos, one with a girl who's got spina bifida and she's in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and she does like train, she has CrossFit and she does wheelchair racing. And another woman who, um, her name's Lini Quinn, she's actually going to be in Wadapalooza, which is a big CrossFit championship in Miami in January. And she's in the adapted um, CrossFit section. She was born without a right hand. And this girl does everything. She does overhand presses. She does double unders, which is like a jumping rope where you do two, like you jump up once and you have the rope. Skip Go twice. Around. Yes, yes, got it. Right. Yeah. They call them double unders. Okay. This girl does double unders. She climbs ropes. She does more than people with two hands can do. Right. And she never let it hold her back. Yet people, you don't think of someone missing a hand as being an athlete. Mm-hmm. And again, I want to challenge that idea of what does an athlete look like? Well, this is the shape of an athlete. This is also a shape of an athlete. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes and all types of um, functional diversity and and, that- and also to encourage people that have a similar issue functional issue or body issue and also to challenge the people that are looking at them yeah. to like accept it on, and, on both levels and I think on another level you're also challenging other photographers and other media producers or content producers to get out of that mold of just showing chiseled bodies and just showing blonde-haired skinny girls for different things. We really need to diversify the media that's out there that we're getting inputs from every aspect of uh, whether it's TV, uh, radio, or not not radio but visual, um, and on our internet and on our phones. All the visuals are those standard looks like you're talking about the chiseled bodies. For, for fitness people and the blonde-haired uh, women f- with their beautiful skinny bodies, where we are so diverse in our, uh, especially in our in the North American view, we are so diverse in reality, but the media doesn't represent that. Yeah. So me being a media content creator, I feel like I have a responsibility to show those different aspects and to also bring that narrative to the forefront. Mm -hmm. So that's what Shape of an Athlete. I actually made it for this fitness film festival that was sponsored by a shoe company. And I was really upset that we didn't get selected Mm -hmm. because I said, if we would have shown at the fitness film festival, this would have been the only plus girl in the entire fitness film festival. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be a very important, very now thing, but we didn't get selected. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, I have, I have an idea for you. We can work on a project and it would be like the shape and age of a swinger. (laughs) And you wouldn't believe all the different, shapes and sizes and ages of people who are so comfortable with their bodies and so comfortable yeah. with their sexuality and yeah. it, it's so sex positive living within the sex the swinging lifestyle sure i would totally if there was like you know if there was an opportunity where i would be able like to like fly down and set up like a little like sexy photo booth or kind of a portrait 
session of like what an, a swinger looks like and do like a whole book, I would be completely open to doing that. Well, you know, we work you know? with we work with Lynn from the swingerscruise.com and maybe mm-hmm. uh, next November you'll come with us on the uh, 4,000 person swinger cruise that leaves out of Miami and uh, we can set something like that up. So we'll talk more in the future. Yeah, I would love, I think that would be fabulous because we could actually make like a whole art book. You could do art exhibitions. You know, I think that that would be great. Like, what don't you do? Like, shape up a swinger. Uh And like, here's column in all shapes, sizes, and ages. And I think every, everyone can enjoy their sexuality. You know, like me, I'm, I turned 50 this year. Yeah. And um, I'm having like amazing sex. Like if you would have told me like in my 20s, like you're going to have the best sex of your life when you're 50s, I'd be like, get out of here. (laughs) Well, we we feel the same way. We actually just got uh, our second marriage. We got married when we turned 50. Uh, We're going to be 57 this year. But the thing is that our sex life is only getting better and better every year. So, yes, you still got a lot to go ahead of you. We're going to talk about great sex and our Great Sex Matters segment in just a couple of minutes. But first, I want to hear about the book that Becky's writing. Oh, yes, um, exactly. I, I don't know how much she wants to reveal, but it's called Thank You for Cheating on Me. Yes, I'm so excited about this project. This is just, again, I've got like these personal projects that, again, I just love to talk about. Like, I think divorce is a great thing. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to say this, like, what? And I think, you know, like, my personal experience, I was in a very committed relationship with this one Japanese man and we lived together in New York City he got assigned back to Tokyo I I followed him back to Tokyo and he within less than a year he was cheating on me Mm. and I moved my entire life to be with him and it was horrible like I reacted so terribly I was a spiteful mean nasty bitch and when I look back I'm not very proud at who I was, but that's who I was at the time. And this guy cheating on me was turned out to be the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And every time I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much for cheating on me. My life would be miserable if you did it. Like I'd actually still be with you and that would be miserable. Right. You know? So your, so your book is about the experience or how you kind of recovered from the cheating or the new version of you. Well, I want it's it's a it's a, a book uh, for anyone about how to break up with grace, how to break up people, how to break up with people with grace, where you don't have to have this trauma and this all this crazy stuff. Said, so, listen, it's not working out anymore. I don't love you. I don't want to be with you. We're breaking up. And if people could just be brutally honest like that, I feel like so many years of resentment and nastiness in relationships would just be cut. Like, all right, it's not working. Either we fix it or we're breaking up. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Becky, being, we, have, we, we, we have these conversations. Right. We have, we have a, a story uh, very similar to yours where um, most of our audience knows that Carol's ex-husband is married to my ex-wife. <laughs> and and that happened about uh, fifteen years 15 ago. Fifteen years ago, and at the time, it was like holy fuck, the worst day of our life. But looking back, it allowed us to blossom, and it's now like probably the best day of our life. And we wouldn't be who we are today if it didn't happen. 
Yeah, right? That's exactly what I think. And And I want people looking at it that way. Yeah. And in fact, we don't have a terrible relationship with our exes. Uh, Well, they're still married today, too. They dumped us so they could get married. And then, of course, David and I found each other. Uh, We became friends. We became lovers. And then, of course, we're married as well. So our six kids are stepkids twice. Um, But our lives have blossomed. And we can definitely thank them for that. Um, Not that, you know, it's just a whole new different world of us being together. And it's come to what it is now. But we're welcome in their home. They're welcome in our home. Um, we sometimes spend the holidays together, which, you know, some people go, what? <laughs> but that's just kind of the way it is. And, um, you know, there's no resentment anymore. The first year, I would say there was it was not beautiful, just like what you said. But we certainly got over it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, once you get over that initial shock and anger and but then you realize, like, in, in my book, what I talk about is I want everyone to have a happy breakup. And so you can have relationships like that. Like I want everyone, like I'm friends with most of my exes, you know, except for the Japanese guy. Cause I actually, <laughs> <physically love. laughs> him, I'm friends. With, I'm, I'm such good friends with my exes. One ex invited me to their wedding yeah. and I went Yeah, and everyone's like, wait, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to my ex-boyfriend's wedding. And they're like, that's so weird, Becky. I was like, well, you know, we're friends. Like when you're in a relationship, you're also friends. And even though you're not maybe sexual partners and lovers anymore, you still have that friendship and that closeness with them. And that doesn't go away. And I, I think if you can end relationships in a very emotionally mature way, that you'd have more of those friendships. And maybe you're not going to be best friends. You're not going to be going over each other's houses for like, you know, Valentine's Day dinner with your new spouses or whatever. But you can be civil with them. And I always think you never know when you need a favor. Yeah, you're <laughs> and you right. Your exes. Like I have one ex that like recently like lied, cheated. And I was like, why did you even bother lying? Mm-hmm. He's like, you want me to tell you that I'm going on a date with another woman? I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I do. Want that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? I go, because I want the truth. Right. And, and You're fed up with the lies. Exactly. Cheating on me will bring up other issues for us to address. I'm like, okay, so why are you cheating on me? What's going on in our relationship? Is there something that we can both work on? Can we work through it? You know, can we get over this patch and, you know, fix this thing? You know, don't cheat on me. Just like, tell me what's going on. We'll see what's happening and we can stay together or we could break up, but we can actually talk as adults instead of you like lying to me, cheating, like, like the lying part is what I don't like, the dishonesty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And yeah, this is all so interesting, but I know that David's dying to get into our next segment. So I want to hear Paloma talk I about know. her sex life. Okay, let's just uh, take a minute and remind everybody that we are Carol and David and we're having an amazing discussion with writer and photographer Becky Yee. Uh, coming up next is our favorite section um, segment, Great Sex Matters. So, you know how we're always talking about how to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and horny? Well, nothing does it better than a new sex toy. And our friends at AdamandEve.com have tons of them. 
We actually have a few of them, including their stimulating and powerful wand and vibrator, which Carol actually used last night while she was watching me masturbate. We both got so turned on, and then I came all over her tits. It was so fucking hot. If you want to spice up your sex life, get 10 free gifts and 50% off almost any one item, then go to adamandeve.com and enter Sexy Life at checkout. Go to adamandeve.com and enter Sexy Life at checkout. Oh, and you get free shipping too. So spice up your sex life tonight with adamandeve.com. To see more details, you can also go to thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. And coming up next is our favorite part of the show. Great sex matters. And we all want better sex, right? And one of the biggest issues preventing people from getting there is that everyday stress. And we have with us Lynn and Jonam, founders of Amarita Awakening. So Jonam, how do people get to have better sex from following your program and workshops? Great question, Carol. So this is almost like taking a mini vacation. And it's all about taking that sensual journey into the depths of your own mind so that you can instantly relax and reconnect with yourself. And from there, you can connect far better with whoever you're sharing this intimate time with. And you you can do all of this from the comfort of your own head. That's true. We created this as a tool so that you guys can be at home and learn to tune out the stresses and distractions of your workaday life and tune into the freedom that you really want to be here and to be present. Because when you're able to shut off that monkey mind, you know, the one that just chatters and chatters when you're trying to pay attention to something else, it stops you from being able to really de-stress. So with the Amrita Awakening series, you're able to be free and explore just how much pleasure you can feel. And honestly, we have found that there really is no upper limit. Lynn, Jonam, thank you so much. To learn more, go visit amritaexperience.com. That's A-M-R-I-T-A experience.com. All right, we're back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Cal and David, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show. I've actually been waiting for this from the beginning because I really want to get into talking with Becky all about sex. So um, this is where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So, Becky, we're going to start back at the beginning. I want to get a little personal with you about your cultural upbringing, specifically related to um, how you were growing up. Did your family have an open mind? Did you talk openly about sex and sexuality as a youngster? Um, I am Chinese American and no, my parents were not, they didn't talk to us about sex at all. I was actually raised, my parents got divorced when I was six years old and I was with my mother for a time, but I was pretty much raised by my dad. And so my father was a single parent raising two daughters and he just didn't know how to talk about these things. Like he would just hand us a book. He handed us a book called uh, congratulations, you're not pregnant. And that was, <laughs> He's oh, like, I'm boy. not going to do this talk, but here's a book. Yeah. I want you both to read it. I've got you each your own copy. Right. And that was our sex talk. But you know, that's <laughs> better than nothing at all. I'm telling you, that's at least something. Yeah. Yeah, that's so okay. So I think that was really funny because it made it humorous. Again, I think when you have humor and, but, you know, like compassion for the person who's, reading it like a teenage girl like it was really great because it was really funny i think i read it twice <laughs> like now if you had a, if you had a question about it did you feel comfortable enough to ask him mm, probably not okay got it did you talk to uh talk to your sister or is she younger or older 
I have an older sister, but no, me no. and my sister didn't talk didn't that talk much about, about now. Were you, were you these days? Were you sexually Not active okay. at a young age? Did you start giving blowjobs, um, fucking early? No, I wasn't. I was kind of like I was just like a weird, awkward teenage girl. Like me and my friend, my best friend in high school, were just like the weird girls in school. I had pink and purple hair, and she had like a green mohawk. We were just gotcha. weird. Yeah, we used to like go to nightclubs and like take lots of drugs and like, um, like we would literally go out on Thursday nights to nightclubs in the city, and we'd get back at like four in the morning. And did you have sexual activity at the nightclubs? Like, did you uh, do anything with guys you met? No, we were just weird. We were just like weird, awkward girls. And I didn't what? start having sex until I was in college. Okay, that's okay too. I mean, it's not. There's no time limit, or you know, you're not better if you're younger or better if you're older. Waiting for having sex. So when you got to college, did you change your attitude, or did you just did Mother Nature just start making you say, "Hey, I need sex now." I mean, it's just easier to have sex when you have your own place to sleep. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're home, like you're living with your parents, it's really weird to have sex in like the house where your parents are. So I think just naturally it was just easier to have a lover and to have sex on a regular basis when you have your own sleeping quarters. Mm-hmm. Now, as you, as you got through college and, and you're obviously a very worldly person, have you ever you know, gotten the urge to explore the alternative lifestyle, the kinky side, the Fifty Shades of Grey side? I mean, yeah, I actually, there's an actual song written about hanging out with me in Japan, it's I'm friends with this guy. His name's Fat Mike, and he is like a world famous punk rock star for a band called No Effects. And he he's very open and he loves SNS. So he came to Japan once when he was on tour with me first in the Gimme Gimmies, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, his very good friend is my good friend from New York. And so he's like, Becky, you've got to take us to an S&M bar. And so uh, I've never been to an S&M bar, but I went, you know, I did my research. I found us an S&M bar that they'll allow foreigners to go to in Tokyo. It's called uh, Rapungi Mistress Bar. And I thought we'd be there like one or two hours. We had so much fun. We like closed down the Mistress Bar and they had to kick us out. Wow. Like, Sorry, we're closing now. You have to go like, what? We're just having, we're having so much fun here. Like, and um, one of my friends liked one of the mistresses. And so I was like, let me talk to these girls. They're getting off work. They've got no place to go. I think they should come and hang out with us. So I basically picked up two of the mistresses that were working at the bar and we went drinking to like 10 a.m. Wow. And, and they, so my friend wrote a song about that night and it's called Cool an unusual punishment. <laughs> That's <So>. very funny. <laughs> and cool the- and unusual punishment by No Effects was written about a night hanging out with me in Tokyo at Mistress Bars. And did you actually do any of the S and M activities? Or could you describe what it was like when you walked in? What did you see? Um, it's a pretty small bar, and mostly I have to say, like chubby middle-aged dudes yeah. <laughs> that were not very sexy with super sexy young women okay and we we walk in we're all like i was there with um ryan from who's the lead singer for this band called yellow card fat mike who's the lead singer for no effects and also fat records um a japanese tattoo artist this guy who's like head to toe tatted up my other friend john bush who's also head to toe tatted up and a chick okay and we are like 
at the time we're like in our thirties. Uh-huh. Like we're like these young, hip, international famous punk rock stars and, you know, f- international photographers and tattoo artists. Like we look super cool compared to all the other customers that were at that place. <laughs> right. And we had a great time. And they were really happy to like service us and everyone was getting like, you could either be at our table or you can kind of go up to like the stage and get like hung up from the ceiling and like stripped down and whipped and spanked and all that stuff. There wasn't sex going on, but I think S&M is so intense. It feels like you had an orgy and no one exchanged any bodily fluids, but it's just as intense. Got you. So what what, what did you have done to you? Um, Not that night. Um, I think one of the customers that was there asked me to um, whip them with a cat of nine tails. And then the, the mistresses taught me how to like use the cat of nine tails and everything like that. Um, but another night we had gone out to another place called um, Rapungi jail. It was like a jail. Right. And then my friend like tied me up, suspended me from the ceiling, stripped me down to my bra and underwears and like spake my ass law mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And did you enjoy it? me she paddled me i mean i play a japanese martial art called kendo Mm -hmm. and i'm used to getting hit Mm -hmm. like it's very masochist it's a very masochist sport (laughs) i played for 25 years so like my threshold for pain is so high so she was like she was like beating my ass raw like literally my ass from like from the top of my hip down to the bottom of my thigh on my entire both cheeks was completely black and blue for like a week. Oh, wow. Like the thing was black and blue. And it wasn't, it was for me, it was no problem. Huh. You so, know what I mean? Like pain wise. So let's, let's, let's move, <laughs> let's move somewhere. Let's move, let's move somewhere where, um, is, is less painful because Carol knows I don't like pain. <laughs> so you, you, you talked a lot about, you know, you've have a lot of exes, you were married. Do you remember when you had that first mind blowing orgasm and are you still having them today? Um, I've never been married. Okay. Um, but like, you know, when you, whenever you're in a long relationship, like it was in an eight year long relationship and like that's the best sex you've ever had in your life up until that point. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the time, my boyfriend was 13 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was great sex. He was very good with his mouth. He was like a professional trombone player. Ooh. So his tongue and his mouth and his lips were very important for his job. Right. So it was really giving head. And um uh, I thought like that was like the best sex I'll ever have in my entire life. And then right after that, I started dating this like uh, Chinese guy um, who was like an ex-champion bodybuilder. And he was 57. And after w- one month of having sex with him, I felt more deeper, more connected, and I had more mind-blowing orgasms and sex than I've ever had in my life and I was like with a 57 year old man I was like what so shocked and I was like oh my god this man is so sexy you know and then ever since like I dated him for about two and a half years and we (laughs) he was the one that like cheated on me and lied to me Uh, we're still friends you know um but I had amazing sex with him like just the best sex of my life was with him and it's like that's it I'm only dating guys over 50 and so like when I go on the dating apps and everything like that like I'm always looking for like men that are like in their 50s 
Sure. So why I, not? now, now Experience I now I have that. now I have a question. Re- now I have a question related to the article that you did about our top waterproof blanket throws a passion waterproof blanket. So you you took our blanket, you waited yep. till that time of the month till you had your period. Tell us what you did, who you did it with, and and did <laughs> did you get off? And was the guy or the girl you were with um, into all this period sex? And and did did you have a good orgasm? Oh yeah, I had a great orgasm. Orgasms mm. on the plane. Thank you. So thank you very much. I really really liked it because again, I like period sex. I think period sex is a great thing. I feel very very um, I'm more sensitive. Um, so when I'm more sensitive, I have a stronger reaction. So the person that I was with is a year older than me. He's 51 years old. He's a guy that I also visit in Saudi Arabia. And, um, it was great. We had like super awesome sex. We tried it out. Like, I think what I liked about the blanket too, because you can wash it and stick it in the dryer. I can like have period sex one night throw it in the washing dryer, and I can have period sex the next night with the same <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is great. I love these blankets. I even brought that one, the smaller red one with me to Saudi Arabia, yeah. and I had my period when I was in Saudi Arabia. So I had period sex with your top blanket in Saudi Arabia. Wow. Now, now did, did you find, um, because one of the issues with having great sex is sex is so psychological and one of the reasons why we developed this blanket was Carol is a big squirter and Mm -hmm. she didn't want to release into our sheets into our mattresses and I'm assuming um, that you know period sex is also oh I don't want to make a mess did you find with the blanket you were able to let go and have that great orgasm because you knew you weren't going to make a mess on the bed I mean yes absolutely and also like definitely made me feel more relaxed and comfortable knowing that no matter where I get the blood, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, Oh my God, am I standing up through the streets? Am I having a really heavy flu today? I can't tell, you know, like it does make you more self-conscious when you don't have something like the top blanket. Mm-hmm. So definitely with the blanket, I was able to, you know, really just be more relaxed and enjoy what I'm actually doing, which is having sex with this hot guy that I like, right. you know? <laughs> like, and that's you don't like, have to worry what time of the month. I, you know, when I was having my period and as swingers, of course, being having your period um, in the middle of an orgy isn't the most conducive, just so you know. It's not sexy. When, when you're with your partner that you love, of course, that's one thing. But when you're in an orgy with all sorts of other swingers, it's not really conducive to having fun. So generally, when you're on your period in a swinger situation, you use a tampon, you use a lot of oral skills, and you know, you can play with your clit, etc. But you don't usually have penetrative sex, so you don't make a mess like someone's been murdered in the middle of your orgy. Um, but I know what happened is that several times we would be going into this event that we've been waiting for all year like a cruise or a trip or something and sure enough I got my period first day of arrival so for me it was a drag not that I didn't have great sex because I always had sex with David during that time but then I learned about the diva cup which for me was a mind changer a game changer I should say and you wrote about this diva cup and I was able to insert it and um, and continue to have sex it collected the blood and I still had sex and I thought oh my god this is amazing so Oh, yeah, that was something that I learned in the lifestyle um, that someone actually else pointed it out to me that didn't you ever try this before? I went, no, I didn't. So I, it was great that I could continue having sex, even uh, using that Diva Cup, and it didn't make a huge, massive mess. Yeah, I think the Diva Cup is a 
fabulous um, product. It's actually also made in Canada. Oh, cool. There you go. They're based out of Kishner, Waterloo, that area. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Yeah, and I I tried it out for the first time when I wrote this article. I tried out the Diva Cup. I tried the Top Blanket. I tried period underwear, like, you know, Thinks and Dear Kate and Modi Bodhi. I tried everything out. And I think the Diva Cup was fantastic. I thought it was a total game changer. Mm -hmm. Like, and you don't have to change it for 12 hours. So like when I was on the flight from Saudi Arabia, I had flow through, I flew through Frankfurt. So I go, I was in Jeddah. So I was in Jeddah, um, Saudi Arabia. Then I flew to Frankfurt and Frankfurt to um, New York. And it was like 18 hours on a plane and having to bring all these products with you and ugh, it's so gross. But I used the Diva Cup and it was fabulous. Perfect. And I, wow. I've never, I've never tried um, the Diva Cup with um while i was having sex because i just i prefer to bleed all over their penis (laughs) (laughs) does not bother me one bit no i certainly can see that you're open with your sexuality today and i know that you write a whole lot of articles about women and empowering women so how would you describe that your open views uh actually influence the projects that you work on well i mean i want to be honest with what i care about and I care, I want people to have good period sex, you know? And I think, uh, you know, having that blanket is like makes period sex so much easier, you know? And I want people to like feel good about their bodies. I don't want anyone to be ashamed. I want everyone at the very core of like what I believe in my philosophy is I want people to be completely comfortable in their own skin. No matter what that skin is, if you're a swinger, then be a swinger. If you like S and M, you know, go for it. Like, have fun with S and M. Don't be ashamed of it. You know, like if you like period sex, like enjoy period sex. If you don't like period sex, then don't enjoy period sex. Like, <laughs> yeah, is what? Like, I don't want to force my lifestyle or opinion on anyone, but I want to be honest with what I do. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's your decision to say yay or nay to any of this. Right. But I want to like to just be open and say, like, I like this or I think this is interesting. I think, you know, and people might say like, oh, yeah, that is interesting. Or, yeah, I'd like to try that. Or, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Or, you know, I, I, I feel uncomfortable with my body. I'm like, usually the skinny girls are more uncomfortable with their body than the bigger I know, right? It's crazy. But, you know, I'm going to say that most women are uncomfortable with their body. They don't appreciate uh, what it's all about to, you know, enjoy your body for what it is. Now, we've come to this part of the show where we're going to have to wrap up soon, but we like to leave our audience with some, you know, final sexy advice. So I'm going to ask you, Becky, if you were to, like, give some advice to a woman who maybe wants to have period sex but never has because she was worried about the mess, but now she's changed her mind and wants to try it, how would she open up that discussion with her partner uh, in, a, in a way that's, you know, productive and very positive? I mean, just say, hey, hon, you know, we've got a limited time on earth here. <laughs> and we not enjoy every minute we have. Like, you know, why wouldn't you? Like, I, again, when I had this gym buddy that didn't have sex with his girlfriend, I was like, that's five days out of every month that you're missing good sex Mm -hmm. and she might be so into it. You might even have like better sex than non-period sex. You know, like the person that I'm with now, he loves period sex. And I don't think he ever, like his former partner didn't like it. 
She was like, oh, I've got my period. I'm not feeling good. Let's just go to sleep, hon. But we were all like, no, let's get naked. Let's get it on, you know? And he's like, wow, I love period sex. (laughs) Yeah, because that's the best time. So that's great advice. Thank you, Becky. That was amazing. And thank you for sharing everything. Why don't you take a second and tell us how people can find you online, social media, your website, and read some of your articles. Sure. I am the North American editor for Valum. That's W-E-L-U-M.com. You can also find me on my website if you, anyone has any assignments that want to take some great sexy photos. I don't know. It's com. So that's B-E-C-K-Y-Y-E-E.com. And I also launched a female production company, mm-hmm. um, a video production company called Color Wheel Studios. Wow. Perfect. So, and we're learning and more. My Instagram is at Becky Yee Photo. So at Becky Photo is my Instagram. And that's where people so. can find you. So beautiful. Thanks again, Becky. And we're learning more and more every week about all our fantastic, uh, with all our fantastic expert guests. And we hope that you do too. Just visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com to find out more about our expert guests. You can even contact them if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, relationships, or whatever. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community where you can meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. If you use promo code 30314, you'll get the first month free. So check it out. And remember to join us at one of our favorite places in the world to go to, which is Hedonism 2 on Negril Beach in Jamaica. It is the clothing optional resort. And, you know, in the new year, if you want to resolve to relax, there's an event going on January 4th to 11th. 2020 with great rates and lots of perks. You just have to give yourself permission to relax, have fun, great sex, reconnect with your partner at the most iconic adult playground in the world. For more information about this trip or anything else, visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com or as always, you can send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Becky Yee, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank everybody out there for listening. And you can join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.